because I'm a freaking amateur, all right? I like to rush everyone in and then just delay them. You've been on a TV set or a commercial set. It's hurry up and wait. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Get there on time, but then you're going to be waiting for the next few hours. Have you ever done a job where it's like you get there and you actually start within an hour of being there? No. Yeah, it's not possible. At least not on film. Oh, that's, that's not fair. Any of that. Yeah. But like, I mean, obviously in any traditional blue collar or whatever job that I've ever taken, you start five minutes before you get there, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, walk me through because I am very curious because you are, I mean, you have been one of the faces of Facebook gaming and you have been involved in so much of the media and the content from that. What outside of streaming and stuff, what has been your experience with film, TV, commercial like all of that stuff. Um, I really like, I'm not a great actor, so I don't try to do anything like that, but okay. I've been in a few like promos and commercials. Uh, when I was sponsored with Turtle Beach, I was pretty much, uh, Mike and I were used um, to help promote that, whether it's through like, I don't know, film, um, their ads on their website. I, I think the coolest one was we were on like a big billboard in uh, E3. What? So that was kind of cool. Yeah, I was like, my face, just my face was so huge. I was like, oh my God, I can see every pore. But it looked cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, there's that. And then other like random stuff, like uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, that came about super random. Bill Nye Saves the World. I'm on an episode of that talking about um, video games. And then on an episode with Carl Anthony Towns, who's like an NBA player, for Disney XP. Uh, that's the extent outside of streaming where i did like traditional media wait i swore i saw or have heard the kimmel thing but it's really just processing what was that how did walk me through that because that's awesome yeah it was really 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 cool okay so um back josh uh who was our my my partner manager on facebook a while ago this is how i actually met him um Xbox were bringing out creators to promote or like to showcase their new games. And one of the games that I went out for is Sunset Overdrive. They were giving out a console and it was the Sunset Overdrive like skin, the game and all of that. And they had like this event space that was decorated um, around the game. And it was super duper cool. I never went to those events because a lot of people don't think this is true. I'm quite introverted. Like I could talk really? to the camera and I could talk to people in chat, but when I meet people, it takes a while for me to like warm up. Why? And, like, what is it? I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm really bad at small talk. Like I'm oh. really, really bad at small talk. I have the worst, like, I don't know what to say. And I feel so disingenuous whenever I say, sorry, that's me telling You're myself, good. Hey, I need to get on. Um, I'm being like <laughs> really, <nice. laughs> three, right on the dot. <laughs> uh, I'm being like disingenuous whenever, like, I, I feel like not that, not that I don't want to get to know you. I just feel like this is not really how I get to know people. So it's weird and awkward. Interesting. So if, okay. So if someone came up and was like, Hey, what are your passions, thoughts, and feelings about life? Would that, would it be easier for you to open up to a stranger in that moment? Or is there just yes. like, okay. So you're, dude, yeah. I am the exact same. I cannot do weather sports. No. Like if I ask someone how their day is, I want you to tell me every single thing you did, what you're passionate about, what was difficult, what you love, what you're working on. Like that is what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk exactly. about dude, freaking the, the Buffalo bills, man. They're just having a struggle of a, of a season. That's, that's boring. Brother, that's my so brother stupid. In law, I'm always like, so how's the wife and kids between my <laughs> sister and my nephew? And I was like, I don't know what to talk about. Like, I, yeah. I'm not, 
I'm really horribly bad at networking as well. So, um, well, uh, to not digress, because I feel like we're oh, both Oh, I will always ADD. do that. Trust me. I will we take us ADHD. back. ADHD. I know. ADHD, like this is this is what's going to happen. But yes. to not digress too far from the point. Um, <laughs> so it was like the first time I even asked my sister. I asked my boyfriend at the time who was not in gaming or didn't even have a social media account. Many, like no, no platforms at all. It's like, would you guys like to come with me? It's going to be an awesome party. There's open bar, booze, I mean, food and all of that. They're like, no, we're busy. And so I'm like, crap, I don't. I don't want to miss this opportunity. This would be so cool. So I went out. That's when I. That's where I met Josh because he used to work for Microsoft. Um, and I was trying to make small talk, and I just so happened to make small talk with one of the writers for Jimmy Kimmel. No um, way. Yeah, we, we didn't become like good friends, but we followed each other on Twitter and you know respond to each other's like tweets every once in a while. So we made ourselves aware of our existence. Yeah. Um, and then Jimmy Kimmel. Comes out with like, you know, like this little stand up in the beginning of like the show talking about why would people watch gamers and blah, 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 oh. blah, blah, and all of these things. And like the gaming community just hounded him. And I was one of the people that commented like, hey, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be here to like, n you know, neg you about not knowing why people do it. But it's almost kind of like sports, you know, a yeah. lot of people like to watch streamers play games that they don't know too much about to spark any interest and to see if this is something that they even want to try or they stay for the personality and the entertainment. And so like I explained that. And like one of the biggest things is gaming is so massive and expansive that you can connect with so many different people all over the world uh, without even ever having to see them, talk to them or do anything with them. Like it's just like one of those passions that people can connect with just like sports, right? Yep. So the, the writer saw that he was like, do you want to get on the show to talk to him about it face to face? What? And I was like, bet. What's what's going on in your mind in that moment? Freaking out. Hell yes. Okay. Beautiful. I'm freaking out. Absolutely. I'm freaking the F out. Like I, I'm like, what do I say? What do I do? What do I show? So the one thing that I showed, ended up showing is, and this is something you can find on, on, on my YouTube channel. It's one of the most watched videos on there. It's me strapping um, my parents onto an Oculus. So around this time, <laughs> Oculus wasn't even available out to anybody. How long ago they was this, by the way? developer in 26, let me actually, I can look it up. Perfect. Quick. And while <laughs> you're, just like a, yeah, while you're looking it up, how long have you been in the gaming streaming space professionally anyway? Uh, so I started my YouTube channel in 2011. I started, <sighs> Creating what? content for that straight away. I hit my first hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube on um, 2012, and then I wanted to connect more with people because YouTube obviously you make a comment, you you maybe you'll see it later on, and then you yeah. respond. It didn't feel authentic and organic, so okay. that's when I started streaming in 2014. I've been streaming since 2014. I partnered on Twitch, and then moved to and and let me stream on Mixer and YouTube as well during that time. Um, and then partnered with Facebook in 2017, late 2017, I believe. And then, yeah, so that I've been around. I was, I dude, that's, I had no idea. <laughs> Wait, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? 35. Shit, dude. Yeah. That's insane. By the way, you're going to look like this until you're 78. Like this I is, know, I'm excited. You're, you're, stu you're stuck. <laughs> that's so insane. Minecraft, girl. Sorry, one second. You're great. Minecraft VR. 
uh, my parents eight years ago. So, so this video that my parents riding uh, the Minecraft roller coaster was from eight years ago. So the um, the Oculus that I bought was a developer kit. Okay. Like you can't even like they didn't have it out for everybody. I wanted to drop my parents onto it. They hate roller coasters. And I figured I was like the first thing that, you know, I don't want to put you into a super realistic roller coaster in VR. I feel like you'd have a heart attack. So I put them in a Minecraft one and they had a blast. They That's absolutely so sick. loved it. And so when I was on Kimmel, I showed them, I showed him, I was like, gaming isn't just for kids who want to, or for old adults who want to play Farmville or Candy Crush. You know, this isn't just something to waste your time. I mean, I feel like everything that you do is a waste of your time, but how yeah. you value your time is your own, right? Ooh, so I showed I him this, that. I showed him this and he, they were just, he was just like, okay, I get it, I get it. And it was kind of like, it felt cool. It felt it felt like it kind of got received okay. I don't think he cared. He was just <laughs> making it for the content, which is yeah. fine, you know? Yeah, I mean, you got to um, do what you got to do. Yeah, and so, like, he, like it just kind of, like, you know, appeased the thing. Like, if, you, if I were to look back at some of the comments and the things that, like, people were saying, a lot of people thought he was still being standoffish. At that point, I was like, I don't care. I, I showed something so cool that I absolutely adored. My parents loved it. They finally saw the value in what I was doing because I don't know if you know this. I used to be a nurse. So no. Before I did, uh, before I did YouTube and stuff, I was a nurse, and so leaving the, you know, nursing, this consistent will pay you constant. Like you're gonna find work no matter what because it's in high demand. To YouTube <laughs> from two Asian fam like parents. I was gonna were... say it, I didn't want. I was gonna let you bring that aspect of it up, but that is. Yeah. So what, what was that? Okay. So that's, let's now we're just going to go back to the beginning since you brought it there. What walk me through your journey from nursing to gaming to deciding that you then want to leave nursing? Like, was that, yeah. Was it a quick transition? Was it years in the making? Oh, not at all. So, um, before I was a nurse, I managed a lot of like businesses and then I got laid off and I was like, damn, I don't ever want to feel this feeling where I am not wanted. It was like this mm. rejection was just so massive to me because I worked hard to get to where I was and I was absolutely needed. The only reason why I got laid off was because they needed to liquefy the assets and sell the company. Oh, they, the, new, the new company that bought it didn't want to bring in their staff because they already had the staff, right? So that's how I got laid off. I knew it wasn't me. I knew I did a good job. I didn't, you know, whatever. Anyway. And then again, time frame. When was this? Yeah, Sorry. Uh, this was, dude, I don't know. So 2000 something, 2010. <laughs> okay. Maybe? 2010. Perfect. Well, Dang. no, because I went to school. No, I went to school 2010. Okay. Yeah. So I went to nursing school and during nursing school, obviously it's very, very stressful. And the one thing that I used to like decompress and get rid of some of the stress is gaming. I have spoken, like, you know, when you're in school, you speak to a lot of people, you're surrounded by a lot of people. And obviously in nursing, you have to be super compassionate, super aware and like doing, there for the people that you're taking care of. So I just felt exhausted and wanted time for myself. And nice. that was gaming for me. Because um, even though like I, I could socialize with my friends, hang out with them, play games with them and all of that. So um during nursing school, and while I was a nurse, I played a lot of video games. Um, YouTube what were you started. Playing? 
Call of Duty. Nice. Call of Duty, Counter Strike, all of that stuff. Um, okay. Well, I've always just been like into. Okay, shut up. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Been, gosh, it was just a question. <laughs> I've always been into like shooter games, just like something that's quick, uh, rewarding. Like I can't do RPGs because ADD. As it, you know, wait, um, is there okay? Of course, I'm going to ask many questions. Is there it, it's the fast pace? Is there any aspect of competition to it? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I Be, am so competitive. Would you say that that is the primary before like the competitive helps you keep the attention? Not necessarily. I think it's more like the objectives and like trying to win. Okay, not necessarily. I'm not trying to like stomp other people out, I just have a goal in mind and it like keeps me playing the way i typically would nice. whereas in an open world i'd get lost Dude, i'd never same. finish a game i just can't do it yeah um one second my cat's about to topple you're over so great a lego build i love that, that. <laughs> cats are menaces dude <laughs> i'm so happy that puppies isn't that destructive Worst he's gotten, worst he's done is like three chords. He's chewed through three or four. Sorry. <laughs> You're so good. I'm happy puppies doesn't knock anything over. He just chews through yeah. chords every now and then. Oh, God. She's just started doing it. She's like in no. this face. Yeah, I know. I hate it. Um, what were we talking? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm like competitive in that. Um, so it just kind of started there. Um, the YouTube channel started because not even for anybody else. It was just for my friends. Uh, we were playing Black Ops 1. And um, we were, uh, there was this game where I did like incredible. I got like chopper gunners, AC-130s, like all of that stuff. Like, well, that was, that was Modern Warfare. But like, you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. getting all these kill sheets. You were shitting on um, kids. Yes, I was. <laughs> and so my friends were like, how did you get that? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, can you explain? And I'm pretty sure it was Black Ops 1 that had theater mode. So I went back and recorded theater mode. I didn't even have a capture card yet. I just propped in my living room um, a dining chair, two shoe boxes, and my iPhone. No I recorded way. the screen. And I stood behind my phone, and I play-by-play, play, I talked about why I did things, and I broke it down. And then I uploaded it for my friends, and they were like, dude, you should make a YouTube channel. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, that was so cool. Like, you broke it down and made me think about how I would play this game. And so I started doing that. And then I started creating commentary. And then I got into GTA V um, nice. when it first came out. And it wasn't like, like, when I see RP GTA V, I'm reminiscent and nostalgic about the stuff that I used to do because we started that before um, RP started. So my friends and I created series in GTA V where we have characters and we would record it. There's one where we did the heist. Um, so like it was like these incredible shots, like in insanely edited. As and when I say insanely, a very you watched every tutorial to try and make something look cool. Yeah. Um, you threw everything in that you watched. Yeah, you just throw it in, throw it in, and it worked. <laughs> but like like most of my channel uh, did really really well because uh, you know like I I don't know I. I like to think that I just really poured myself into it. I tried to be as creative and as just authentically myself in a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and it kind of worked. And then I think that's why the streaming thing translated so well. And it carried on easily 
because I was always that type of person that was like this big sense of community. Nice. Um, you know, the games, the games is because like I wanted to expand and like share my passion with my community and it just kind of helped with that. So, yeah. When it when it came to that first commentary video and then even the edits you were doing, were you taking any inspiration from other streamers that you were seeing or were you sort of just forging your own path in this? Um, I'll be real with you. I don't watch streamers. Nice. The only streamer that I watch is my boyfriend. <laughs> nice. That's, That's fair. It. That's fair. That's it. Like, I and even then, because, you're like, it's only because I date you. Up, yeah. <laughs> even because like it, when that happens, like I don't want to pick up on the mannerisms. And I, that's just the type of person that I am. When I'm hanging out with somebody, if they were to talk a certain way, suddenly I talk that way. Um, and it's not like I'm not trying to do this all the time. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I do it, but I just do it. So I, if I were to watch somebody for too long. I start picking up on some of the stuff they say. And then at the end of it, I go, why do I say that? And I don't remember it's them. And it then sounds like I'm ripping off the content and I don't want that. So I, uh, I try my best not to, not to do that. So um, it sounds like there's a part of you that's intentionally not watching. Like if, if that wasn't something that you did in terms of picking up people's mannerisms and stuff like that, would you be interested in watching streams? Like, is it something that you wish you could, but because that's your reality, it's something that you just don't engage in? Yeah. And I mean, I'm also the type of person, I'm a backseat gamer, man. Really? I yeah. I lurk a lot because I'm like, don't do this, do this in my head. <laughs> like I'm, in my head, I'm like, do this, this, oh, you should have done this like in my head. So I don't say anything because I will say, if I was that type of person that didn't have a filter, they would just talk. I would have been that person that would just be like, well, you should have just, blah, 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 I, you know? Um, okay. So I know, I know my faults. Anime, yeah. everybody has flaws. Oh, we all um, do. <laughs> but that is like the one thing that I know for sure that I do. I do it a lot. And um, yeah. So does that <laughs> make you even less inclined to just watch like YouTube videos of other people? Like how does yeah. that impact, how does that, impact how you consume content in other ways um i mean yeah like most of the time i just lurk so i watch i think it's enjoyable i am i i can't really i can't really sit still for too long that's fair so i just i don't really have the mental capacity to like sit through <laughs> something yeah i get that um but uh most of the time it is just lurking or if i'm watching a video it's content that's somewhere in the background while i'm doing something else because that's just how my brain works nice um but yeah interesting okay so now that we diverge from there we're gonna go back to the youtube so you have okay. your what is that journey to a hundred thousand followers are you where are you finding the inspiration then if not from other streamers for this type of content is it just what your friends are asking for are you getting recommendations from the comments are you just doing your own thing um, well, during this time, I'm, I'm starting to find people that like, like my content, they want to collaborate and all of that stuff. And we did a lot of like dual commentaries or I would create, um, like funny series. So at the time there was like dolphin diving before this, obviously this game came out. There was, um, I think it was a like black ops two. I forget which one started the dolphin diving. And then, so we would create, I created like random series where I, it was like a dolphin dive video. I don't even know why, but it was apparently funny at the time. And that got me a lot of people. 
and then like the following series where you will find somebody who's completely oblivious to what's happening and you follow them, see how long you can follow them throughout the map. Yup, nice. So things like that, just like random little tiny videos. And I ended up meeting like a fairly big, well-known group. I'm not sure if you know who they are. Um, Vanos Gaming. No. Is it so is that there is that one singular person or a group? That's one singular person, and I met oh. him and H. Delirious. I ended up dating Louis Caliber for like a year and nine months, uh, and then we broke up. Um, I was so, so like I wasn't we just, prepared for that specificity. <laughs> but, but for the people that know me, they know that this is like kind of where it started. So we all blew up together, creating content together. Nice. They blew up a lot more than I did. I mostly because I didn't want to be the girlfriend constantly mm. playing with the group so i st i stared away and started doing my own thing nice because i didn't want to be the girlfriend unfortunately I still ended up being the girlfriend yeah um i still get comments every once in a while going oh you're only popular because blah, blah, blah. i was like no he didn't, he didn't give me jimmy kimmel didn't give me all these things he didn't yeah you I did. did that you know but nobody's gonna understand that um so yeah like uh, i just i definitely like every once in a while i kind of step back and like man if I just swallowed my pride and just been like, fuck it, I'll be the girlfriend, you know, yeah. like just done it, I would be far better off. But I'm doing, you know, I'm paving my own path. I'm doing my own thing. I'm doing it the way that, that I want to do it. That makes me happy. That makes me feel like this is my success and not a success brought on by others. I am happy. Like I, you know, I, I'm good. Sometimes I, I look back in it because, yes, of course, you reflect and you think, yeah, it could have been a lot better. I wouldn't be, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be struggling to find people to play with at night. Yeah. I have people to play with at night. But, like, it's just like, you know, it's, 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 it's hindsight kind of thing. Yeah. But it's still at the end. Like, I'm happy where I am. But not, again, to digress because I feel like I constantly digress. Um, the, bigger, the bigger thing is I didn't really watch people, but I just fed off of the 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 people I collab with and the people that I work with, we always talked about series and things that we could do together. Um, another series that I did was um, Noobcraft, which is when I first started playing Minecraft, I purposely did not want to learn anything about it. And my friend Bex and I, and my friend Goomba and I created a series called Noobcraft, where we all just play and learn Minecraft together. And um, it was really, really cool. And we never met, made it to the nether. We, it actually nothing ever happened at the end of it. We it ended up just fizzling because we all just ended up doing different things as it happens. Um, but it was just really really fun to create content with people who weren't necessarily doing it to gain something from each other. Yeah, it was like some sort of some sense of like camaraderie. And we're learning and we're we're doing this together. So the togetherness of it is like what's awesome. I love that. And where did this creativity come from? Because obviously, I mean, not obviously, but nursing doesn't seem like the most creative endeavor that you could go into. Did you, was this, was creating a passion before you were, I mean, quote unquote, forced into nursing? Or what, where did that spark come from? Because all these video ideas are so incredible. Yeah, um, it's it's awesome. Thank you. Uh, I think I've always been creative. I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm the type of person that thinks that she could do anything and everything right away if she just looks at it once. Nice. Uh, which is honestly not the case. I bought a sewing machine, can't sew. Um, 
<laughs> I thought you were going to say something but, way less complicated than sewing because that's actually yeah, difficult. It's very difficult. Wait, what did was, you want to sew? I want to make my own clothes. Well, oh, when my. I was in high school, I, w I had my, one of my elective classes was sewing. And so I, was, I thought I could do everything. Like, but then you were in a class. They taught you how to sew. And I'm just like, I remember how to do this. <laughs> no, I don't. Was it an impulse buy? Yes, it was $200. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I bought one of those big brother sewing machines. It's still here. And I'm going to teach myself how to do it. I will. I bought an iPad so I could draw. I don't touch my iPad. <laughs> I... Um, this is the most ADHD thing ever is when I like my poor boyfriend. He's like, y are you sure you want that? Are you yeah. sure you're not going to like forget about it and stop wanting to do it? Yeah. In two weeks time. Two weeks is being generous, actually, uh, because we know that's not going to be the case. But um, but yeah, like I I've always been. However, I've always been creative. Um, you know, I was in the marching band. I played the flute for a while. Nice. I know how to play the guitar. I used to be, randomly, and I like saying this because it's funny, I used to be a bass player for a Christian band. Oh, played sorry, up what? and down Southern California churches. It was awesome. <laughs> I got is an awesome guy here. <laughs> from heaven above. I, I don't just be in the belt with my bass. Like, dum. Just like a slap in the bass. Um, and so like I did that, and also I was like in a lot of like different bands. Like I used to be in an incubus cover band. Uh I used to What the fuck? <laughs> How did the church pivot happen from um, so church base? To well, okay, look, I used to be like a, you know, in high school. You kind of, you're very impressionable, like, you know, anything and everything that comes to you, you just kind of, like, you're a sponge, you take yeah. it, in, you know? And I was like, yeah, God's the best, love God, no, yeah, Christians, evangelists, da, 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 all of that. Exactly how I sounded. Anyway, yeah. uh, we were at church, and the, the adults were, like, talking to us, like, oh, your body's a temple, you shouldn't even have piercings, you shouldn't have tattoos, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, fair. Why are you guys chain smoking outside? If our body's a temple, you know? Nice. And I, this is like when I come to the realization, I was like, this is bullshit. Now, I do believe, I'm agnostic, I do believe that there is something out there. Nice. Um, don't know what it is. But I broke away from that, and I wanted to, but I still wanted to create music. Yeah. So then I, my friend, who's a huge Incubus um, fan, needed a rhythm guitarist. So I was the second guitarist for his um i have pictures of all of this <laughs> oh my um, gosh so like i used to i used to do that and then um there's another video i'll just link this one to you because then maybe you'd, maybe you'd believe me no i'm sure you believe me but i um, believe most everything you are a very <laughs> unique individual so i don't i wouldn't put it past you uh let me see one second where are you yeah. sending it to me by the way i am going to send it to you on discord so i used Perfect. to be in a band um, I used to be a fan of this band. It's a band called Midway. Okay. And um, love them. They're awesome. And their singer got pregnant and was like, you know what? Not my thing anymore. I want to have a family. They break, broke off. I uh, initially auditioned to be the bassist for this band. And so they were like, maybe you could play the bass and sing at the same time. Uh, but they wanted the charisma of the singer just being up front and not having an instrument. So I... 
I sang. And this is, I only got to do two shows with them. And this is one of the shows. Um, so, yeah. This, I was 19 when this happened. Oh, my um, gosh. But they were just like, wrote all these like random synthy poppy music and it was awesome that's so sick so how long were you in how long were you in bands um just randomly i mean not it weren't long a lot of them were just kind of like little tiny projects oh, okay until we all just kind of fizzled out like this band i was in for like maybe eight months because everybody at that point when she left was like yeah we're fucking old yo like we should you random fact if you're watching the video right now, the drummer in the back, that's Jason Casverde. He worked on everything, everywhere, all at once. He is the set and prop designer and has won, um, uh, what do you call it? Awards. Awards, yes, for it. I, uh, I don't think I have you as a friend. I, so I just sent you a friend oh. request so you could send it to me because I haven't gotten I anything yet. It. Perfect. Yay, Here, there I'll you are. Send it. Okay. There you go. Oh my, I'm going to have to show this to everyone after. <laughs> oh my god. So sick. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love that. Okay, now pivoting, repivoting back to your uh you're creating YouTube content. You love Jesus and are playing the bass. Uh no, I don't know what the timeline is on that. Uh so you have your first hundred thousand. When is it? What what is it that starts to get you into streaming? Are you by the as you're doing these YouTubes, are you doing any of these live and then recording it? and then cutting these later or is this all offline yeah, so, content so this is none of it is live it's offline content the hard part is i was a full-time nurse at the time okay like worked hours and i was like uh the wound care nurse so i would stay even longer because i was by myself for like 50 60 80 patients at a time what? um because i wouldn't like at the nursing um the nursing home that I was at had like 70 patients and only one wound care nurse, and that was me. And so I would see these patients on rotation, and I would have to chart for them. I would do all these things. So I end up like an eight-hour day ends up being 12 hours. Um, and my boyfriend at the time lived all the way in San Diego who did not have a car. So I would drive after work, go to San Diego, be with him, record content, edit content and his content, and then upload so that was like my life for a while are um, you in are you commuting from la at this time yep la to san diego oh my goodness yeah so i was like back and forth back and forth and like i was doing all of these things um so like i was like i said it was like two full-time jobs with a relationship so i had like no time um my first paycheck was like because at the time youtube would only pay you out if you reach 50 dollars okay right? so i've reached my first 50 dollars i'm doing okay in nursing so i'm not like oh gotta make money creating content it was all for fun yeah <laughs> i bought a pair of denim shorts from urban outfitters with those 50 dollars 
It was awesome. I still have those shorts. That was my next question. I should probably like hang it up somewhere and be like, why these shorts? It's like, because this was my first paycheck. Um, And that was like the moment where I realized like I could make money off of this. Now, I didn't go cold turkey and quit my job right away. But I did when I started making like a little bit more monthly. Yeah. Um, And it was doing fine. And I think the transition to... The streaming was this was when Twitch was finally starting to pick up. Uh Justin it wasn't Justin TV anymore. I don't know if you knew. Twitch before was Justin.tv. And this was Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like a lot of people um would stream on that. Um and so like now we have Twitch. It's a little bit more, you know, grounded. There's there's been a lot of people that have been streaming off of it. It's tested. It's working. Uh so I went on 2014. Now they don't do this anymore. Back then, because I had a, a big following on YouTube, they pardoned me right away on Twitch. Nice. Um, and so it was easy for me to create money and monetize my content quickly. Now, did I do that? Absolutely not. I am so ass in <laughs> um, promoting myself or selling myself in any capacity. I go, if you want to subscribe, yeah. you don't have to. Maybe. Like, yeah. You know? It was like, there was, because the people would be like, oh, here's your perks, here's your things. I'm like, if you want to do it, you can. The yeah, it's up to you. There. No it's obligation. You. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, honestly, so horrible. Like that game plan, when that is your money. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. not a good idea. Um, but like, you know, I, I, it was cool because it allowed me to have, like I said, that authentic and more genuine connection with people. I used to just play the guitar for like seven people. And be like, play Wonderwall. I was like, fuck uh, you. Naturally. Um, yeah, you know. So, like, we would do, like, all these, like, random community things. And it was honestly super fucking fun. And that's what made me fall in love to streaming more than creating content. Nice. Um, YouTube definitely fell on the wayside once I started streaming because it didn't give me that quick gratification of actually talking to people. Yeah. And, like, create creating this community, right? Um, also... At the time, YouTube was really getting toxic. Louie and I broke up, and everybody was like, he stopped creating content. That's his fault. Yeah. I didn't do anything. But, but because he did, everyone's like, there's that bitch that broke his heart. Burn her, sh- burn her at the stake. How dare she? And I'm just like, yo, man, he's an adult, dude. Whatever he wants to do is his call. It's not me. I'm not yeah. the reason why, you know? But they definitely, like, I, I I just, I never addressed it. I never said anything to it. This is probably one of the first few times I've ever openly talked about it. Because, like, there's nothing to say. Like, you just stopped creating content. There's nothing I could do. We don't talk anymore. Yeah. I, you know, so it's just like, mm, like, <laughs> that's your fault. Yeah. Don't blame me, you yeah. know? Yeah, you, yeah, it's his job. That's yeah. it. You're not responsible for him. Yeah, exactly. So... How long were you doing the nurse YouTube shenanigans before you f- went full-time streaming? Uh, I think probably six months before I started streaming. So tw- what, 2011 to 2013 and a half. Okay. <laughs> people, don't, people don't say that. Um, but <laughs> midway to 2013, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, was, I was a nurse and doing YouTube content and trying to do all of that at the same time. Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Damn. I went to the hospital once. I had to leave work early because I had such a bad pain on my side 
ended up being like a stomach ulcer because I was drinking a ton of monsters and working and doing all of these things and the stress, like it finally caught up to me. So I ended up having to go to the hospital for like a stomach ulcer. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe we should cut back on something. And I think nursing just lost because I honestly just felt abandoned as a nurse by Mm. my colleagues and work and everything. There's a couple of things that I've talked about publicly where it was like a patient that I really, really cared for. And obviously I can't be there 24 seven. I gave, you know, gave the chart and everything that I wanted to be done at night. Nothing got done and the patient eventually passed away fairly quickly and deteriorated fairly quickly. And I was like, this isn't on me. This isn't for me. Like I, there's only so much I can do. And there's, if, if, if I feel lost, if I feel alone, there's, I, I'm gonna just go home and cry every night. And is that the life that I want? You know? So that's that's when I started, uh, that's when I started, uh, doing this YouTube thing now for my family and my parents, they were not very happy. I was loud because obviously at the time, I would work during the day and create YouTube and create content at night. And I was very, very loud. And I just be like, Hey mom and dad, here's the earplug. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. And I'm like, please, here's earplugs. And while they didn't understand, they, they, they acknowledged and, uh, you know, supported me. Yeah. They saw that I, it was something that I was pouring my heart into. And I was like really, really into and really about, um, I think the thing that like made them, realize that this is something that I could do is when I put them on Jimmy Kimmel. My yeah. dad's been on World Star twice. What? Um yeah. For with just random content? No, oh, so I was on Twitch. Anaconda from Nicki Minaj, the music video came out and I was like, Dad, let's do a live reaction. Oh that's mm. also on YouTube. It's hilarious. My dad absolutely unhinged goes, I want to go to the jungle right now. (laughs) And I go, dad, if you could, okay, would you? And he goes, it wouldn't, I I, I wouldn't be able to reach. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, he just looks at me like, like deadpan. Like, what do you mean? What do I mean? I won't be able to reach. I'm like, okay, I get it. So I literally videos of my dad watching music videos with me. And it's absolutely hilarious. The major laser music video. I showed him that one. It's there's content everywhere. And he somehow made it to world star. And so now the next day, a few days at work, he works at a hospital as a janitor and be like, I know you. You'll oh. like the masses. And <laughs> Oh, you're okay so they your parents seem awesome yeah after they realized my parents are great they're not my yeah. type they love to joke they like you know they understand but they also want security for me yeah obviously like in any parent right they just but like yeah it's they they are always about the things that i want to do for my content they're always you know they're always there willing to support and be a part of it um and so yeah, so there's a lot of content um, just surrounding my parents because everybody loved my parents. And that's, like, easy, you know? Yeah. There's a, he's been on Reddit a couple of times and under, like, the contagious laugh. Uh, nice. He's been on that because his laughter is insanely loud. You cannot not laugh when he laughs. Um, and so, like, just, like, he's just always been, they've always been 
supportive in that sense. That's awesome. So, so I get why they were a little apprehensive, but I am, I am so thankful that they opened up and like allowed me to like really explore this without so much of a scolding. They're like, Hey, you're an adult. You can always have a place in our place, but you're an adult. I know you'll figure this out. And I did. So it's kind of cool. That's so awesome. And during your, during your youth, what did you want to be? Like, what was, what was young May's passion or passions? Really? Yeah. But now I realize that's horrible. I have no <laughs> patience. Yeah. No patience at all. But I, I like, well, I think it's just because I really did grow up with some really awesome teachers. Yeah. Um, I like a really awesome mentors that like pushed me to be better or just had shown me a little bit of compassion, you know? Nice. Um, and it was nice. And I feel like I was like, I could, I would like to be that person. I want to make someone feel as good as I felt That's um, when I was younger, you know? What was yeah. this public school, private school? Public school. Nice. Which, I mean, even more like that's why it's like cemented even more because they're seeing like 30 kids and oh, yeah. somehow they made me feel special, you know? So, it, yeah. That's so, and is there a part of you that feels that that's also why you like streaming? Because you get to do that for someone else as well? Yeah. I mean, the, the, I, I'm sure you know what Mrs. May stands for, right? I don't actually. I know it's your okay. name. <laughs> so Mrs. May is because I miss a lot of the shots that I make. Um, Are you serious? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> it's not a, it's in a play on words because I'm a girl. So MRS, Mrs. Yeah, you know. I always I was, was so annoyed when I would see that you spelled it M-I-S-S-E-S. I was, it, <laughs> it blew my mind. I was, that's incredible. That's why I miss a lot of the shots. And so my content, I've always like centered it around being bad, getting good. So like a nice. lot of this stuff is like, you know, I, I get a lot of people that come in and be like, you're so much better than you were last year. I was like, we are on, <laughs> on track, ladies and gents. We're doing it. We're doing it big. And so like, it's, it's like the things that people can learn with me as I'm learning as well. Yeah. It just kind of creates that like connection with somebody, you know, and that's essentially what this community is. Like, I'm not a pro player. I'm not fucking cranking why why off a ladder 90s 360 snipey no scope shit like i'm not doing that yeah but i i will make some entertaining fun content and we could learn how to play a game together yeah dude that's that's so awesome so <laughs> and then okay because we're going all over the place so you're starting streaming now you have your little community you're playing uh wonder wall for everyone and they love it what what is that process of getting bigger is what are your mental struggles for for that was there any issues editing content like how yeah how was how was the rise from there because that's a pretty epic start i would say is it weird that i never really saw myself as getting bigger like the jimmy kimmel thing the bill nye saves the world all of that i'm still kind of like that's surreal like how does that happen you know yeah it makes um because you don't have an ego, it doesn't seem like. Nah, I mean, no, not really. I, I try not to. Like, you know, I, 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 one thing I know for sure, I never want to be as big as Ninja. I never want to be where I walk out. Like, I'm happy where I am. I'm good where I am. Whatever fame this is. Like, I never want to go outside and be stopped constantly. I don't want to be under everybody's micro, mic, microscope 
waiting to for something to happen. Yeah. You know, and I feel like Ninja at that point was like that. Like if he said something, even though he doesn't meet, like it, it can be misconstrued and taken out of context. Right? Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be that. And um, I've always loved riding this wave of maybe someone will recognize me, but not really. Yeah. Um, and I never really think that I'm famous. But that's, I think maybe I'm just disconnected from it. And I don't really know what that means anymore because I've been doing this for so long. And I've seen so many different rise and ebbs and flows and everything of it. Like going from, grow, growing from zero to 100,000 subscribers back in 2011, that's unheard of. Like that's a huge growth. Oh, yeah. And then to do nothing with it for the next, like, because now I'm at 297K. I've not done anything with YouTube. Like, that's that's my fault. But I just didn't want to, I don't know. I didn't want to constantly grow in that capacity. Like Say in more. That, in that severity. Oh, uh, interesting. Just, so there was almost, you didn't, you didn't want to get too successful on YouTube? Am I understanding yeah, that correctly well, in a way? Yeah, because I, like I said, I could have I could have been the girlfriend. I could have done all these things, but I didn't want to get successful in a way where I wouldn't know how to scale it properly for myself and by myself. Um, Ooh, say more about that. So a lot of the things that I've done now, I can successfully continue streaming without needing to play or do anything with anybody else. Like, this is nice. me, right? Yeah. So, like, a lot of the stuff that, uh, like, in from zero to 100,000, that was because of the group that I was in. And I felt like I just, if I, like I said, like, we, we broke up. I wasn't able to, like, carry that on. That would suck. That's why I stopped playing with them and did my own thing and grew from 100 to 200,000. 200, now, that may not seem a lot, but that was my success and that was my growth because of me. Not yeah. because of the group that I was in or who I was with, affiliated with, or who I'm friends with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, for me, personally, I I always feel like I just always did my thing, head down, stayed in my lane, did my own thing. So, like, to me, I don't really know what level of popularity I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I'm not one to compare myself really to anybody else i know where i don't want to be and yeah. like the the level of fame that i don't want to be but i i've never been one to compare my what i'm doing to what other people are doing that's one of the bigger reasons again why i don't like you know other than the mannerisms picking it up it's just like i just have no interest in doing that so how does that, that sense it does, but there's there's that line of how do you then, I guess, I don't want to say push yourself in a way, but there is an inherent, being in, in entertainment, being a streamer, there is inherently some level of attention or whatever you're going to get. So how, yeah. I guess, how do you manage something that might become more successful or popular than I guess you wanted it to be? I mean, I just, I, I always start things without thinking of how good it's going to be received. Like a lot of the things that I start, um, it's just because I want to start it. It's nice. something that I want to share, something that I enjoy. I think you guys would enjoy it. 
let's see how it goes, you know? Um, and if it flops, it flops. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, and like, I, when it does, when it does kind of get big, like when it, when I do get some fame from it, like, I mean, every once in a while, like I, I still get stopped and people recognize me. Yeah. Um, but it's never like, I've never, I'm almost always more excited to meet people than they are to meet me. And I feel like at some point too, it's kind of off-putting because they're like, oh my God, now you just seem desperate. Like, why are you so excited? <laughs> you know? Oh my God, shut up. I'm like, thank you, my God. Thank you, thank you. I'm saying thank you to them after they ask for my picture. I'm like, thank you so much. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's never like, to me, like content is just creating it. Like it's never to think about what would happen once that content is out. I have, I don't even, I've not seen myself in Jimmy Kimmel. I've not watched Bill Nye Saves the World. I've not done any of that. I just. Really? Give the content out and see how it goes. And then the feedback comes and that's awesome. Continue doing it. But yeah, I don't, I usually don't rewatch my stuff. So are you pretty much clip it, edit it, post it, fuck it. I don't look at it again for the most part. Yeah. yeah. And that, has that always been something you've done or have you cared more about comments or more about stuff at a certain time and just realize like that wasn't for you i mean the the youtube stuff the reason why i stopped was because it was just so negative yeah so that's like in that sense that but for the most part i just i'm way too overly critical of myself mm. so if i were to if i were to continuously watch everything that i do i'll just break it down unfairly and like just get in my head like, I am happy with what I've created. I'm happy with how I've edited it. I'm happy with how it turned out. Push it out and don't, and just be happy in that, right? Yeah. And, the, and then the reflection comes when the community responds and feed, gives us feedback. But I don't want to be that person that constantly rewatches what I do to try and police everything that I do. That's beautiful. That's so, dude, that's... You have a very interesting mindset from someone who does this. Like, it's so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's so interesting. You seem to have such I, a good balance on it. But you've also been I mean, doing I, it for 11, 12 years now. Exactly. So I think that's why, like, you have learned to, like, grow. I mean, now, everybody that's listening to this, this may not be the plan for you. I, that's, I wanted Just, to, <laughs> keep saying, keep yelling at everybody. Hold on. And then I'll interrupt. You can, you can say the words to the people. No, oh, no. It's just like, this may not be for you. Like this, this, you know, game plan, this, whatever this is, may not be what you need to do for your content. This is something that I've been doing and I've grown and, and I've learned to use to keep my mental, to keep creating and to keep pushing forward despite whatever happens in my on my platform on my brand or whatever like there's i just do what works for me and there's people who love to look like i don't look at my analytics which is probably nice. really fucking bad <laughs> i need to look at my and people this is something that people should do i don't i just personally don't do it because i to me that's not something that's important to me yeah like whenever people come into my stream like oh you have 500,000 people that follow your page, but only this many people that watch you. I know the reasons why. Yeah. And I, but I am not sitting and sulking and, and, you know, crying about it. I'm going to give myself to every single person that shows up to my street. They deserve that. 
Um, I've I've always told myself, no matter if I have 10, 100, 1,000 people, the entertainment that I bring, myself that I bring to it is always going to be the same, no matter what. This is a huge party, and I'm just so happen to be hogging the controller. And so now you have to watch over my shoulder. And that is literally what my streams are every time. I love that so much. That's actually a really interesting way to think about it. I just have the controller. You're just here watching. Like, that's it. Yeah. And it's a party yeah. otherwise. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. So how have, you dealt, how have you dealt with the ups and downs of it, of streaming, um, of entertainment? I mean, I think, like, the last few years have been, like, the more tough part of it because it's just been so inconsistent. Yeah. Um, as you may know, which yeah. I don't really want to talk about it, but okay, like, it's been inconsistent. And, like, it's tough because you don't really know what's going to happen the next day. Like, it could be really, really well, and then it just doesn't work, or it does this, and it just doesn't work again. And, like, you're just in this roller coaster, and you feel like the seatbelt's just breaking apart slowly and slowly. Yeah. The one thing that has been really, really, um, really, really kind of kept me grounded and kept me happy is obviously the community, and I'm not trying to butter you. <laughs> because I know you guys get on my fucking nerves every once in a while. <laughs> but the community that always shows up, there's always some yeah. people that are like, hey, man, it keeps buffering, but I'm going to hang out anyway. And I'm just like, hi, you know, yep. I feel like I just have to show up. And then obviously my support system, Mike's so awesome because every time I'm there just crying, he's like giving me a hug, like helping me out and like trying to give me a different perspective on like, you know, what we should do. Cause we have been doing this for so long. Yeah. There's so many things that are out of your control and then you just learn to, you know, adapt or just let it happen and let it ride and just do the best that you can for yourself and for your community. So, um, it's helped a lot. Just like reminding myself that at the end of the day, Nothing is set. Nothing is certain. Continue to live for the moment and be as genuinely you as you possibly can. And then everything else will just kind of fall into place. It's like, that's so beautiful, man. How, how, how is it having a partner in the creation space? In really the streaming nice. space? Yeah. Yeah. My, my ex before him, like I said, didn't have social media or anything at all. So uh, he didn't, well, he did understand what I was doing. He, to the capacity of create content, edit it, upload it. He didn't really understand that sense of community, Mm, like why I would do it. Um, So I remember taking him to the very first PAX South in San Antonio and having him meet all of my colleagues and having him meet all of her friends and all of that. And there was this one guy, and this is the part that's like really, really weird as a, well, I'm sure as as men as well, this happens, but it happens quite more frequently with women. There was this one guy who was like just really crushing on me and he kept trying to hang out with us. So I had a meet and greet and he would like kind of follow a few feet behind my friends and I, and he would just kind of be there or get a, get a table at the same restaurant we're eating at, but a different table. What? But he was always there, right? And so, like, that was one thing that my boyfriend at the time didn't understand. Yeah. And I had to explain to him, like, this is, like, the, the one scary part of my industry. And one of the biggest reasons why I didn't, I don't want to do any more public meeting greets, like, when people, like, do loot fest or anything yeah. like that. I don't want to do that. Because one time when I was at PAX East, 
uh, after one of the sets that I did for Facebook Gaming when I was on stage, uh, the convention floor was closing down and a lot of people lined up to like do a, like an impromptu meet and greet. And one of the people that was there wanted to take a selfie with me. And I, so I like stood there with him. He's like, can you take the photo? Because I feel like you take better photos. Like, this is your job. I'm like, yeah, sure. And as I held out the phone to take a photo, he goes in for a kiss. And so I'm just like, fuck that. And push him away. And I was like, nope, no more. Never doing this again. With everything that's happened in the past to other creators and how crazy some fans can be, I'm like, nope, not doing it. And so like that, that, that was really hard. Now with Mike, he understands that completely. Yeah. A lot of events, we end up going to it together. Because, I mean, who's fucking with a 6'5", 200-pound guy? No right? one. Like, yeah. no one's fucking with him. He is my personal uh, security <laughs> guy. Yeah. He's really very, very, you know, like, he, like no one's fucking with us. Yeah. So it's helped a lot because he understands what to look for. He understands how I'm feeling when I'm feeling it. There's, a, you know, there's not, there's not a point of where, where I have to spend the next hour explaining why i'm feeling the way i feel it's just he knows because he whether he's gone through it or like is going through it or just knows why i'm going through it helps exponentially and he, he just knows what to do at those situations because whether he's gone through it or not he just knows so it's been a breath of fresh air it's been awesome and i i'm sure one of the re main reasons why we work so well is because not only are we partners you know in our relationship we're partners when it comes to work yeah uh, we do a lot of things together usually, usually whenever a company approaches us it almost like a package deal nice you know? so it's like it's kind of nice like that is there any part of i mean is there any part of it that's difficult having a, a partner in the creator space yeah we barely have time for each other sometimes like he stayed really? till 4 a.m last night playing Jedi Survivor. <laughs> so he slept in until 1 p.m. today. And oh I didn't get God. to see him last night. So he was just like, I I was fighting this one guy. It took me way too long. It was like two hours. I but I couldn't get off. I had to keep playing. And I was like, I understand. That, I understand that, but that's like the thing, you know. And that's the beautiful part, man. So many relationships. You get a dude who's like, I'm sorry, babe. I was up until 3 a.m. with the boys doing XYZ. And they're like, How dare you? You're like, I mean, some bosses suck. You got to do what you got to do, babe. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, dude. That's... It took me a while to get there because I've always wanted a relationship where we made time for each other. Yeah. And I was trying my best to do the nine to five. But as you know, in this industry, there's not really a nine to five. Like no. you're, you stream, you create content, you do this, you do that, you do that. It usually ends up being 12 to 16 hour days. There's no nine to five. So... I wanted to, I tried at one point to try and give like a few hours to be able to hang out together. We've gotten a lot better in it where we take days off together. Nice. And that's helped. But when we don't take days off, we don't take, it's like a full day of like, yeah, you know, like he's been awesome because I'll stream in the morning. He'll have lunch ready for me and I'll stop streaming at night and I'll make dinner for him. So we've kind of created like this routine with each other and it's helped quite a bit. Um, but yeah, sometimes we just like, you don't really see each other. I'm so filled that's with okay. envy right now. That sounds so precious. <laughs> I hate you so what much. You find it? What if you find it soon, huh? I, huh? That's the objective. But for now, <laughs> I'm cooking my own shit all times of day. I don't even have someone that I have to find time with. 
It's just me <laughs> and my cat at this point. What? So walk me through a typical day of life with Mrs. May. Um, so I wake up, I press the snooze button about three times. I'm late to my morning stream. What time are you waking up? Uh, for nine. What time but do you I go to bed? Late. <laughs> oh my gosh. I go to late. I go to bed late. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. You do go. I mean, you like music. I feel like you, you enjoy an evening. So it makes sense that you would have a later schedule. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. I've just always been like a night owl. The, the mornings I, I reserve for the ladies. Like every Tuesday and Thursdays, Fair. I'm nice. trying to wake up. But usually I'm uh, uh, not streaming with the ladies morning is probably 10 a.m. Okay. 11 a.m. Okay. That's early for me. I'm sorry, um, what? To wake up is would be early? 10, 10 or 11? 10 a.m., 10 a.m., yeah. 9 a.m. is early. I But like I said, I go to sleep late. Um, okay. Because like I stop streaming typically like, late and so you need a few hours to like compress and that's fair relax you know and just just try not to think too much and actually end up falling asleep you know um but a good like six hours is all i need when it comes to sleep anyway i can't sleep past that so uh that's how my that's how my body works i literally wake up at the six hour mark every time Oh my gosh. No matter when I sleep, it's six hours I'm awake. It's just my body. And eh, that's um, fair. You know what you need. Yeah. And I just can't, if I sleep longer than that, then I'm groggy and I'm tired and I fucking hate the day. You know, it's just like all these things. Um, but yeah, I wake up, uh, I wash my face, brush my teeth, uh, make coffee, start streaming typically if I'm waking up early. If not, I'm laying in bed, um, just relaxing, watch, um, reading emails, seeing if there's any clips I can edit and upload on Twitter. Um, things like that. Uh, and, and, and usually it just consists of streaming, maybe taking a nap or trying to, and nice. it doesn't work and you're just laying in bed Yeah, that's and fair. then watching a show and going to bed. Like it is like literally just that it's, I haven't really like done too much like content creation in a while because like I said, the last few years have been really kind of draining yeah and like it's left me unmotivated yeah um but i'm excited because we are moving to chicago i feel like now i have something awesome and different to look forward to there's a yeah. lot of different content that i can create as like a transplant of another city the la to chicago girl like how's life gonna be oh my god you know oh my god like yeah like all these like like you know Things that I feel like I Okay, did. that chimey thing keeps going on in the background. It's my uh, ring. It's your Oh, my gosh. Yeah, hold on. Let me, let me just turn off the notification. Sorry, You're so good. Really loud. It was, I mean, I could hear it. It's loud. I was just like, I freaking know. answer the phone. Hold you on, have let me to. Mute it. No, 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 no. I don't know how to mute it. Make it mute. It's my chime. That's so great. One second. You're good. Now I won't snooze. Okay. It shouldn't go off. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I haven't, I haven't been like, I haven't been like motivated to create content or inspired to do anything because I feel like I've just, every time I do something and it doesn't work out, I'm just exhausted at trying to figure out why. Um, oh, say more. I've, Cause you just said you usually don't 
you like enjoy if, if and I'm sorry if I'm interrupting and wrong on my assumption. You before you were mentioning that you love like the creative process of it, but mm -hmm. in that your language made it seem as though the result wasn't what you wanted. So is there is that you're going in with something in mind and it doesn't when you finish no. editing it doesn't come out how you want it or it's lit or no. the analytics aren't as good and it bums you out analytics errors is good it bums you out like cool. it's more it's more of like i feel like this could have been received a lot better had the opportunity or just the discoverability was there i see and i feel like i'm being stunted and it's been tough in that sense um but i i i feel like now because I'm a little bit more free in my time and what I want to do and everything else. Uh, I'd be, I'd have more time yeah. to really take focus into the content that I can create, uh, how I want my community to perceive it and how I want to present it. Um, so like, there's one thing that I, uh, the one thing that I'm doing that's not in streaming is I, my friend wrote this awesome script we just pitched it to a company uh, who's willing to potentially um, put some money for us to create content, short form content vertically um, nice. all across. So we just pitched that. He seemed really excited. We were very excited and we just sent like a one pager. Yeah. So like now I feel like I have more time to do these random not streaming stuff. Yeah. And I'm really super excited about it. Um. Because now I'm ready to gear back into creating content outside of just streaming. Are, um, and are you editing editing all your own stuff still? No. So oh, okay. Final Vision Studio has been really awesome nice. in helping me edit most of my Twitter stuff. Okay. Like all the reels and Facebook reels and and my Twitter stuff. A lot of the stuff that you see, like with the circle face at the top like that's final vision like uh, other stuff i'm just like haphazardly editing myself nice but like a lot of these other things that i want to do like say if i were to do like a vlog series or all of that like i would create film and obviously edit myself yeah because i'm just very particular in how that stuff looks whereas if you're just uploading like a war zone reel it's kind of cut and paste and how you want it to look and what, what you want in it because it's all kind of the same right so yeah, like I feel like I could be a little bit more free and like uh, a bit more creative and like put a little bit more of myself into things like that. Um, but yeah, like now I feel like in the next few months, things are going to be a lot different, going to be traveling a lot more. So more content that way. Nice. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to say in the next year or so how things are going to change, but I could already kind of feel it and I'm super duper excited for it. Dude, congrats. And when are you heading Thank to you. Chicago? Uh, end of our month is nice. uh, at the oh. end of the month is the end of our lease. Nice. So we are moving quick. You guys already have a place there. Um, if I can yes. ask. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that when we were in Chicago last month for my friend's birthday, we saw a couple of rental properties. There's one that we absolutely fell in love with, um, and wrote the check for May, even though we're not there. Yeah, we at least have it, and it's like because summertime Chicago, it's hard to find a place. It's just oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's, oh, that's going to be so much fun. <laughs> that's going to be so much fun. How, how do you, do you find any struggle in, because you mentioned you're excited to create content outside of stream. Where is your, how do you feel on your boundaries with that? Like what parts of your outside life do you feel comfortable filming and sharing? And what parts 
are you like, I, this just feels like I want to be in the moment for this? Is there a distinguisher um, for you with, with that type of stuff? I mean, a lot of the times um, whenever I'm like at EDC or any of these festivals, I don't really take my phone out. I'm actually really super bad about what I vlog or post on my stuff. Um, and it's not necessarily because I'm nervous about sharing that stuff. I just suck at it. Yeah. I, I, my phone's usually not in my hand whenever I'm doing anything. Um, really? Yeah. I'm really, really bad at like, I did mini, I went mini golfing with my family a couple of days ago and I was so bummed. I didn't take any videos or pictures because that's just like how I am. I always have to tell myself like, I need to take pictures. I need to be better at it, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but like when it comes to vlogging, obviously I'm very, I'm very like kind of aware and subconscious about like what my uh, friends would think or what the people around me would think. Like, do they want to have a camera constantly on yeah. them recording the, every little detail of what they're doing? Because obviously a lot of the stuff that I'd be doing wouldn't just be them. Yeah. Or wouldn't just be me. It would include them. Uh, so I created like a boundary in that, you know, if I, if I really wanted to, like, say, if I were to go to Europe and I want to record something, it'll mostly be content with me and my okay. friends could just be in the background. And I would just talk about my experiences with what's happening, not necessarily the things that we are doing. And I always, like I said, because of everything that has happened in the past with my meet and greet, it's always a day or so late. Nothing nice. ever posted on the same day. Unless um, it is time sensitive, like we did the Guardians of the Galaxy fan fest uh, that we were invited out to by Disney. Also, that you so jealous. Like... <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so sick, dude. No one to lose that. They don't do that in Chicago. I'm so sad. <laughs> I mean, now they just got to fly you out. Yeah, true. There you go. Um, but yeah, like it's a, it, it's like those things. Like you know, you just have to be paper aware. And be really, really careful with, um, but like the the capacity and the boundaries of like what I'm willing to give. I mean, aside from like the uber personal, like what I do, I pretty much talk about quite openly and quite yeah. frequently. You know, I'm I'm fairly transparent when it comes to things like, you know, my family and all of that and where I'm going. So. It's not like it's it's common knowledge at this point, but at the same time, there's obviously a lot, far more things that I keep to myself that it's more because I just don't think it's worth even having a conversation about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because when you bring up one thing to a group of people, people are going to care about it more than you. And if you don't care about it and they want to keep talking about it, then it just becomes annoying. And it's just that unfortunate thing that you have to try and move Yo. away from or shut down yeah. or and you don't want to be the person that's like yeah i talked about it but you guys can't because i'm done talking about it so it just right. makes you just keep more things to yourself but that's also i mean that's just humanity i feel like yeah are your friends in the like your irls are they in the creative space as well was that is that balance of quote even though you you say you're not that famous but you're a public figure is <laughs> there has that been difficult in terms of friendships in terms of yeah any of that most of my friends are creators themselves nice. and they've like they've definitely paved the way um like a lot of my friends have been doing this for so long i mean mike has been doing this a lot more long a lot longer than i have um he's been part of optic gaming for years um you know all of our other friends that i met through him most of my friends i met through him 
Nice. Um, I have also been doing this for as long as we all have. So we all kind of just have like a certain understanding of what we allow ourselves to do around each other. If we're creating content, it is a set known thing that we are creating content. Nice. And how we act towards that versus like, how do we act towards that? How we act towards each other versus if we were to just fucking hang out and having a barbecue and chill. Like it's a completely different, not necessarily completely different because we all still kind of act the same. Yeah. But it's like a certain like lax and calmness and, you know, like that, that security that none of this is going to get posted or promoted in some way. That's so cool. Dude, um, this, uh, that's so sick, man. You get to go to a new place. You're killing it with, stream like what are you what are you looking forward to most within your within your content within your stream within that over the next month or so is there anything you're so, really excited about no i'm not i'm not gonna not stream i'm still gonna stream but i'm not gonna stream to a point to the same like point that i was in the past few years yeah i'm super duper excited to create more lifestyle stuff um i want to vlog more again i used to vlog quite a bit and so like one thing that I want to do is every Friday it'll be a vlog. Nice. Um, where I jo- like either I check something new out in Chicago, talk about how the moving's going, talk about you know everything that's happening in my life, um, all these random things. Uh, like it'd be cool to just kind of break off, like be like create some sort of balance where it's not just gaming and more of like a growth into my brand and what Mrs. May really is. Because Mrs. May has never just been a gamer. Mrs. May just likes. A lot of things who just also happens to be a gamer. So yeah. um, I want to like, uh, like kind of rein it back in and like go back to that again. And yeah. And how do you balance that? I assume it's, it's interesting that you mentioned when you started over on Twitch, you were playing guitar. Do you feel the freeness to include more of yourself in your streams? Or is it more intentional to keep that gaming and then have, may outside of the game off stream if that question no, makes sense I th- no no i get what you're trying to say no i don't i don't think it's going to be specific to gaming anymore like it'll, nice it'll it'll juggle between gaming and everything else like if i just feel like playing video games we'll play like video games or we'll we'll play some video games but other than that it'll just be like whatever i want to do and i i want that freedom back and i'm happy i have that back and what has sparked the the motivation or the confidence to do more of that because that's a risky thing especially yeah it's a risky thing to switch games let alone to in a way decide to create content in a different way live how has your journey with the confidence to do that or the comfortability to do that been i just don't care (laughs) really yeah i've just been the type of person that i'll play and do whatever i want on stream whenever i want on stream there was a time when I was absolutely addicted to Rainbow Six Siege and nobody was fucking watching Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> but it was the only game I wanted to play. And I did that. And like, it was great. I enjoyed it. I've just always been the type of person that I do what I want. Like, and you're just stuck with me <laughs> if you want. Like, that's, you know, so like, but I feel like they've always, there's always been a, one thing that's consistent no matter what I do is that I will always interact with my community. Yeah. I will always bring them in into everything that I do, even though it's something, you know, that maybe they don't particularly want to see. They've like shown them so many types of games 
that they wouldn't have seen whenever I play a game. Because like a lot of the times, people that watch me play Warzone, I here I go playing Tiny Tina's Wonderland. They're like, "What yeah. the fuck is this game?" Tiny Tina's. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so like you could like this certain sense of variety. It's not just one game. Like you really are subscribing to a personality. You're not subscribing to um, a game. Yeah. I'm just watching someone play one specific game. Or maybe you will because I may just get addicted and that's all I want to play. It's, yeah, that's fair. You just never know how, how it like changes you, day to day, you know. You never know what I'm going to be interested in today. Buckle up, friends. Yeah. We're going to find out together. Exactly. I don't even know. <laughs> were, so were you ever caring about what other people thought in a way? Or have you always, because a, a through line seems to be, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want to do. Except for nursing. And even then you were like, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Was that how how was that instilled in you? Was that supported by your parents? Was that you just as a human out of the womb? Cuz that's I don't know. Awesome to not especially being an entertainer to not give a shit. One in a million, dude. <laughs> and to find success in it. That's the crazy part. Right? Yes. As I Yeah. This definitely doesn't work now. I think I definitely found the sweet spot back then. Cuz I I do it. I used to do Call of Duty commentary, I'd just put a good game up and I'd start eating burgers. <gasps> and I would just be like, look at this burger I got. And it would, that would be the content. It would be me <laughs> eating a burger on top of gameplay. I'm not playing it because it's pre-recorded. I've played this game. I'd be like, look at this, look at this move right here. And that was the content. Wait, I, you're watching your own videos? I'm watching my own videos like eating <laughs> burgers. And I'm like, check this burger out, so good. Oh wait, look at this, I get an AC-130. I'm like, I'm literally talking through the commentary as I'm eating this burger. Like that's, the content that I've always made is whatever content I wanna make. And it's somehow worked, you know, I don't know. You're just built so, different. <laughs> I think, I maybe, I don't know. I don't know, chat, on my side. Uh, yeah. Why, you know, why does it work? I don't know, maybe you guys just like it. But yes, yeah, so there's, you know, different content that's going to come. I'm really excited. Um, and I think chat's just as excited to see like more things like um, someone in my chat uni is like, does that mean karaoke nights are back again? So, like, nice. A lot of these like random things that we would do together and it just somehow worked. Um, so how for those who might be creators or whatever who are listening, how I mean, everyone's going to cultivate their community atmosphere differently, but how if you were to start over, how would you give advice to yourself on how to do that, on how to go about creating a community and getting to where you are now? Um, if I were to like look back on like first starting May, I would honestly tell myself to get better at networking and selling myself. Mm. I think that's the one thing that I have a really hard time doing because this has worked so well. Yeah. It could work better if I just knew how to do these other things. But I am, I, I am happy with where I'm at. I, it could be better. But I, you know, like, I want to be able to not necessarily, because I'm not, like, selling myself as property, but just, like, like promoting yeah. what I am and who I am. A lot of the work that I've done, I just do so well whenever I do film, like, with Hypebeast, with any of the other stuff that I've done in the past. A lot of these people come back to me because they've worked with me in the past and I do so well. Yeah. So every time I do something, if I'm filming, if I'm, if I'm supposed to be this personality, I am my personality 200%. Oh yeah. I bring that, right? 
And then they're, it's infectious. They're like, God, we loved working with her. She was so awesome. Let's bring her back. And that's usually what happens. Now, if I'm good at being able to show that without having to work with me, just show like, hey, this is the work that she's been able to do. And she, this is my, I have real, this is my, you know, my sizzle reel. This is what I do. This is what I that. It would have been easier. I think I would have gotten more jobs. But from what I've been able to do and what I have done and the, the connections I've made, I'm happy. But if I were to look back and tell myself, like, hey, this is a business. Yeah. It's like still some parts of me feel like it's a hobby. I can wake up and like, eh, I'm going to stream it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So consistent, like, disciplined time of what I'm going to do, what my stream connects, and all of that stuff. Like, I just, I just do it. And somehow it's stick. It's like one of those, like, sticky hands. And you're just like, all right, throw it off there, see what happens. It's stuck. All right, let's keep doing that. So it's just like one of those things. I, I still honestly feel like I'm constantly learning in this space. There's Ooh. been space, you know, there's a lot that I'm learning now from the new people that I, you know, that have come in. Yeah. Um. So it's it's kind of cool. Are Is there anything specific or are there a, a few things that you've learned recently that you would want to share that you're jazzed about? Um, well, TikTok, for me personally, I feel like TikTok is something that I kind of dropped the ball on. I did really, mm. really well. And then I stopped caring about it. Yeah. ADHD. <laughs> yep. You, you know. If really. I had a dollar. Uh, yeah, exactly. For everything that I was like, yeah, I was like super fucking about it. And I stopped. Um, yep. But like learning um, the tips and tricks, the tips and tricks from like people mm. who have grown exponentially, like, so just seeing crazy growth on there because they followed like x y and z like these are things i didn't even think about so i don't know there's just like one of those things is like uh there was a guy who i think asked ai like how they could grow on tiktok oh yeah yeah yeah. and yeah ai like gave like these three points i was like i never would have even thought about that and i was like that fucking makes sense doing like a quick like a quick series on I, I forgot. I don't even know how to fucking properly say it now. Like, it's in my head. Yeah. I can see it, but I don't even know how to, like, what it was. But it made sense. You know what I mean? I yeah. Yeah. But it's just, like, all these things that, like, people are doing now to grow. It's awesome. Now, what I want to tell them is, remember, diversify. Like, if yeah. you are huge just on one platform, you got to learn to grow and and somehow translate that into other spaces. How do you do that organically? How do you do that, that you can spread your community in all of these other platforms? Because the people who follow me on Twitter, completely different people that follow me on Facebook. Right? Oh yeah. Um, so like, it's like, how do you balance those two different those two different parts of your communities? How do you connect with them um, individually or together? Like what is, you know, how do you break that down? And how yeah. how do you, how do you manage your communications offline? Like, are you, are you, you mentioned you don't, I feel like don't really look at your analytics, don't necessarily maybe go through, but you do mention that you get feedback from the community. So is that, do you actively go back and check YouTube, Twitter, whatever comments? Do you just, again, post and say, they'll tell me about it in stream if it's good or bad? I give myself one, two days okay. of comments per content uploaded. And after the two days, I don't respond to anything or look back at it. I move on. How long did um, it take you to get there to that point? 
to like understanding that that's what I need. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just want to keep moving forward to creating different content and putting my energy towards that new content. Mm. Um, like I, it's, it's just always kind of been the thing for me. Yeah. And maybe that's the ADHD where I hyper-focus the, the one thing that I just did and then forget about it. Um, but yeah, like I've just always been the type of person where we're like, yeah, look at the two that, you know, the comment from that was created in these first two days and like respond to that. You're like blowing my brain a little bit, even just connecting the hyper focus of it. Like, I feel like like even in myself, I just identified why I get so overwhelmed because I want to go back and engage in the comments and blah, 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 blah. But that like even just the one to two days, that's such a good boundary to have. Yeah, because I feel like that's that's the like that's where it's mostly going to be viewed. Like you may get picked up every once in a while because somebody else commented on it. But the the majority of people will see in that one to two days. So then you communicate and you respond to feedback right then and there. And then that could create even longer like discoverability. But that doesn't necessarily mean like the three to four days is going to be fruitful feedback. I mean, you'll get notifications from it. You could look yeah. at it, but you don't have to necessarily overly engage into that conversation then. Because now you've created different content to get more feedback from. So you just keep moving, keep going. I love that so much. I love that so much. Dude, <laughs> yeah, okay, beautiful. That broke my brain. So <laughs> if you... If you, what would be three, uh, focusing on the community, and I think more so, more so with the community, how would you teach or tell someone to go about that? Like, how, how did you figure out what you wanted your community to feel like and look like, and how was that cultivated? Because I feel like that is one of the most special parts about your community and about streaming in general is the community and some people don't put the effort into it or even speak about it the way that you do and it's so beautiful to hear so like was is there anything intentional you had to do or is it more so just like you're not an asshole so you just treat people like they're human beings oh that's a big part of it um i don't that's why one thing when i don't look at numbers because i don't want to see them as numbers they're people and that's why i say every time it's like we're just hanging out in a big party and I'm hogging the controller. I've always seen everybody that comes in, That's whether so it was on Twitch or YouTube or anywhere, they're people. It's time spent with you. And time is like the most valuable resource anybody can have because you can't go back in time. You can't take back what's happened. So the time that they give you is so, so valuable. You have to make it worth it. So a lot of the times when I think of like the sense of community and I talk to, to the people, I really am giving myself to them. Yeah. And like whether they receive it or not, they stay or not, they do whatever with it or not. I am completely myself when I give myself to them. Like I am me. There's not a character. I just can't, like, you know, there's a lot of people that definitely do well creating content, streaming as a character and more power to them. Man. Yeah. Like that's, that's their shit. That's fucking dope. I just can't be that person. And so the only thing that I know I could genuinely, authentically, organically, everything be, it's me. And so, and I will give that. Um, the one thing that I know for sure with my community is that I want it to be a reflection of who I am. Yeah. 
and I don't want y'all to be fucking assholes because I'm <laughs> not an asshole. Yep. You know? So, like, I definitely created boundaries with everybody. We've, you know, spoken about, like, the whole pizza thing. I don't know if you know what that is. Uh, um, no. So, I have a pizza tattoo. Okay. And when I first started streaming on Facebook, um, since I was, like, one of the first few, we were getting pushed quite a bit because Facebook really wanted streaming to be known platform-wide, right? Yeah. So, like, we were there. Like, in the first 40, we were being pushed. We were on ads. We were on everything. That came with trolls. Oh, yeah. And there was only so much moderators can do because at that time, Facebook didn't really have moderation. It was so, so difficult to moderate a chat. It was like a three-click system for you to just even mute somebody. Um, and then you could accidentally like something or, like, whatever because it just wasn't streamlined. Now... The thing for me that's helped is out of sight, out of mind, mm, right? Yeah. And with a fast-moving chat, I tell people to just spam pizza. Let's start talking about pizza. What's your favorite toppings on pizza? Nice. If there's trolls or some shit in the chat, don't even pay attention. Pizza. Just pizza. And we just spam pizza emojis everywhere. And that's been, like, the one thing. It's like we don't want to give these people energy, the people that don't deserve our energy. You don't want to even give them a lick of it. I'm and totally stealing that. Yes, you should. Absolutely. Because it's not, it's not fair. Like, why derail your content for one person being a shithead? Yeah. That's not the content you want to create or want to bring forth to the community. They don't want that. They don't care. And I know a lot of people in the, in the chat would be more than happy to jump in and say some shit. But oh, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want, I don't, this has not ever been my content. I will say one thing and then we pizza and that is it. And that's it's always been the one standing thing that will ride till the end is that I just don't want any toxicity. Yeah. Like it's, it doesn't always have to be positive vibes, you know? Oh yeah. It doesn't always have to be that, but we don't definitely don't need to highlight any sort of negativity, toxicity, anything, I did or drama. Like we're too fucking old for that shit, man. Oh, it's exhausting. <laughs> so whenever come on, someone comes in, hey, did you hear the thing about so and so? Nope. Next. It's <laughs> <laughs> so easy. Yeah. Okay. You all. You mentioned the organic, most authentic version of yourself. Was that anything you had to discover, or have you been pretty? embodied in who that was since you've started like was that a journey in finding out who you were in the space uh no i think i've just always been like this yeah it makes sense based on everything you said so far <laughs> <laughs> that, like i don't know like i mean maybe i'm less critical maybe i'm less of a fucking asshole um were you an asshole I'm no, I mean, maybe. I don't know. There was a time. When, okay, this is probably why Facebook changed this and you can't click on people's names anymore. Okay. Uh, when it first started, when we first started, right, before pizza, there was a time when people didn't understand what streaming was. And so there was this girl named Denise who went into my stream and was like, get a real job. And so I clicked on her profile and go, Denise, not everybody can be a dog groomer in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then obviously chat went after her and I was like, no, 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 I don't want this. 
told Facebook about it. They definitely changed that right after. Um, don't do that. Um, I love the immediate regret. <laughs> yeah, I was like, shit. But, you know, like, like not, I will definitely bite back. I will stand my ground and I won't let you be a fucking asshole and disrespect me or anybody in my chat. I will correct that. But at the same time, we're not spending 15 minutes going back and forth. You know, sometimes I just let them talk, dude. Give me, give me that impression, man. Do you? Like them, but the, every second that you're hanging out talking shit is a second in my retention, bitch. What do you think <laughs> happens? We just get more of like good ass numbers, the analytics that I don't look at. You're just helping, you know? So, so what does it take <laughs> you then to drop the ban hammer? Um, when they just start getting really fucking creepy and weird, man. Okay. Like I, there's some people that be like, oh my God, you're so sexy. Ignored. Okay. Um, and then when they start just constantly, that is all you say. I go, man, dude, this isn't fucking Tinder. It's a fucking, you know what? It's like, let me just mute you for 15 minutes. Go watch Pornhub or something. Just get it out. <laughs> you know, come back, you know, because. Balls expunge, clear mind, let's have a conversation. Balls and then, and, and then we're good. <laughs> and then sometimes they'll be like, oh, my bad, my bad. And then other times they're like, well, fuck you, bitch. You're a woman in this prison. All right. <laughs> Idiots. I don't think I've, dude, I haven't cry laughed this much. Like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> Oh my god! I like okay. Grandma, <laughs> that's so. What is one thing you're currently struggling with in life or streaming that you're working on? Oh, I know. Anxiety. And in, and, okay, say more. <laughs> um, I'm a very anxious person. I've always been. Uh, I wish I can tell myself to like i just started therapy for the first time like a few months ago Obviously, right now i can't unfortunately i thank you uh couples therapy not even my own therapy but couples hey, therapy not you gotta do not something. that there's anything there not that there's anything wrong with mike and i Dude. i just we we found we we found that we are each other's forever and i want to make sure that we know how to communicate with each other so that we could stay in this awesome because we've been in our honeymoon phase for almost eight years now we are so happy we're still like geeking and looking at each other. He's waking up, making me breakfast. Like he's like doing all, we're just still like proving to each other that we deserve each other. And I just want to be able to communicate properly with him. Like some of the things that I go through because with my anxiety, I have a really hard time um, talking about my feelings. Um, mm, whether I'm okay. anxious about how I'll be perceived or if this is even something I should be anxious about or... Like, I'm anxious now. I don't want help because I don't need help. I can do this. I've learned to, like, bottle a lot of stuff inside. Mm. And so, like, couples therapy with him and I has helped quite a bit because he. I've learned, like, whenever something happens to me, he goes, something's triggering you. How are you feeling right now? We've learned to, like, communicate in this cyclical, like, happy, um, well, not happy, but, like, just understanding patient situation and it's helped quite a lot. Like we, I don't know if you know the mold situation that's happening in my house. Oh yeah. Shit like this 
could break people up if you're not in the right headspace. And while I'm not in the right headspace, he's been very, very um, supportive in like and 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 receptive of the stresses that I'm dealing with and knows exactly how to handle me as an anxious person. So it's been really, really awesome. But before that, man, I was like, I grind my teeth. I have a crown on one of my tooth because I grind it so hard that it cracked. Um, oh. I have TMJ, which is, yep. I, yeah, on my, you know, my jaw, because I grind so hard. Um, thank God for Invisalign and retainers, because now I can just, nice. my, my mouth's fine. Um, <laughs> but, like, but, like, I've learned recently, like, how to kind of deal a little bit better with my anxiety. I'm still not at the edge of it. I'm happy for my ADHD yep. diagnosis, because it's how I definitely put a lot of things into perspective like why i do things why i am the way that i am and like it's helped mike as well yeah. um with to deal with me and like how he notices hey you're being kind of hyperactive and like hyper focusing on something let's try to break off of this and do something else um so it's 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 helped quite a bit but it is something that i wish i could just at, at some point at this point i think i just need medication for because there's parts yeah. of me where I know I could be better as a person had I not just been so anxious. Um, and that goes as well with everything in work that you asked about in the past. Like, what could I tell <laughs> yeah. myself? And what, could, what would have, what I have done differently? And that was if I just had not let my anxiety kind of, like, drive this car into the ditch. You know, I would have done a little bit better. But obviously, it's it's... Hindsight's twenty twenty. So. Yeah, it is what it is. You can only move forward with the information you're given. Exactly. Has there been anything about how you exist in your day-to-day -day that has changed since you found out about your ADHD? Like, is there anything that you don't in do anymore because you're like, oh, this is why this hasn't worked or X, Y, or Z? No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just know that it's happening and I'm like, okay, that's, why, that's what it is. <laughs> All right. I love that. Like, I mean, this morning... Yeah. This morning, I woke up, I put, like, my teeth whitening on, tried doing my makeup as I'm doing that while making coffee because I put, like, a cream on my face that has to sit for five minutes. I'm doing coffee, multitasking. I'm doing all of this at the same time. Ended up working out fine. But was it done properly? <laughs> <laughs> it got done. That's what we want to focus on. Exactly. It, it got, got done. Done, you know? got done like all these things that is like literally my life is that things get done they could have been done better yeah, yeah but it got done you know and that's oh. like a that, that's the one thing it's like i wish i could because i don't know man i was prescribed adderall yeah and i bet it would work so well i bet I'm just, I'm, my, my family just had like really bad addictive personalities. Ooh, I see. Ya. Yeah. Yeah. And I've like, I found actually my, I found myself drinking quite a lot. And I've told Mike, I was like, man, I really need to cut back a little bit on the drinking because sometimes I'll drink and I'm like, get way too drunk. And I'm yeah. like, I don't, I, I could, we could definitely do this less drunk. Like maybe we yeah. should cut it back. You know, like you can drink four days of four days a week. But you don't have to be blackout drunk every time you do it. So, like, let's cut it back a little bit. So, like, that's the one thing with, like, Adderall. Like, the, never mind back ordered, like, whatever. 
I just, you know, I just don't know how well I would function on medication when it comes to ADHD. Now for anxiety, it would probably help because that's a whole different monster. That's, that's something that definitely keeps me from doing. Whereas ADHD, I'm still doing things. Like I said, they could be better, yeah. but I'm still doing things. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. And I do want to touch just for everyone listening. You, every single person in a relationship should be in couples counseling. Like you yeah. should know how to communicate with each other effect, effectively, even if you have the most beautiful relationship, like you can always learn how to communicate better with each other. So the fact exactly. that you guys said that, like, I didn't even assume, I, didn't, I never even assume that people are having issues when they say that. It's like you, you just go to experts to get better at things. What better yeah. to what better thing to get better at than talking to the person you love about everything going on in your life? Like mm -hmm. that's only going to make your relationship stronger. It's only going to bring you guys closer, and that's like that's so beautiful. And to for even for him, especially if you're dealing with all of this anxiety, I wouldn't doubt that there were moments where he's like, "Oh shit, I didn't realize this was why," or "This was what was going on." And it's there's just oh, it's just this simple thing. It's this one question or it's this one action. And right. yeah, you can't get there unless you're having those conversations about it. So that's Absolutely. so fucking awesome that you guys are doing that and so cool. Yeah, I, I really love it. I love every single person that gets into therapy and is just willing to discover who they are and yeah, just learn more about yourself. Yeah. Because it's only beneficial. Mm -hmm. They're a different perspective that you never otherwise would have seen because you are so stuck into your own mind and your own bubble that you like hearing another person's perspective in a situation like incredible like it, it changes it changes the way your your mind's wired and how you look at things it's so definitely worth it dude i love that i on i i have nothing else for you that would like <laughs> that was amazing yeah thanks you, for having you, me on any questions <laughs> concerns anything you <laughs> like that's <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so good, dude. That's so good. I love everything. I love that you're doing what you want to do. I love that you're finally getting out of the, well, for me, I would say hellhole that is LA and going yeah. to a more beautiful space like that's, mm -hmm. and then just getting to do more of what you like the way you want to do it in a space that's more comfortable with the human you love around the people you love. Like that's, yeah. dude, that's so good. So right? thank you. Um, oh. where, uh, where can everyone find you? Where would you like people to follow you? I mean, I'm everywhere. I think the only thing that's different is May on Twitter, twitter.com slash May, but everywhere else it's Mrs. May, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all of that. May. Don't Mrs. forget May. to make a kick just in case. So no one takes it. Not that you'll uh, go yeah. over there, but. True. Actually, you're right. Oh my God. You just told everyone someone's going to take it. But if you do, point. we know it's one of you turd nuggets listening. <laughs> All right. And we'll find out who you are. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. Thanks Seriously. for having me. Of course. I will uh, talk to you soon and have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye.